Welcome to Product Coffee, a podcast where product management leaders share stories, advice, and thoughts on all things product over a cup of coffee. Grab a cup of joe and join us to level up your product career 30 minutes at a time. This is our 100th episode, and we have the original crew from the first round of episodes uh, at Product Coffee on the call today. And we're just going to go around and hear about their amazing successes in the last three years, I think it was. It's been crazy. So um, yeah, would love to just do that at a high level. And then, you know, I'm sure we'll we'll spin off into something specific from there. But uh, yeah, uh, Zach, why don't you kick us off? What's up, everyone? Yeah, the we're the original product managers ever. No, just kidding. Um, <laughs> Started with um, us. Yeah. So 100 episodes, that's a pretty big milestone. What is it? It's about three years since we started doing this. Uh, yes. So, yeah, I, I feel like a lot has happened for all of us. Like we started this podcast with the idea of like trying to just help each other get better. Um, you know, I I am three years in, like I'm a couple of jobs in at this point with uh, pandemic uh, remote working conditions. Like I've made a couple of jumps since then. And, uh, I think the things I've learned along the way have, have been pretty helpful. I've, uh, gone into more of a manager of product management role. I've done some more strategic work. Um, and I think the conversations we've had along the way have made a, made a big impact on that. so excited to check in with everyone and see, see how things have gone with everyone else regarding, uh, working in product over the past few years. So if you could tell us, Zach, what, title, role, function, responsibility did you have when we started? And now maybe that same kind of progression over the last three years. Yeah. So when I started, I was a, uh, I was a product manager at Ibotta. Uh, currently I'm VP of product for Coupon Follow, which is a smaller, like 65 person company. So um, I've kind of been able to move through a few different roles um, into more of a leadership role. Uh, that has strategic elements and then also management component. Um, I think one of the big things I've learned too, though, is like understanding which pieces of the job I really enjoy and how to go after those pieces. Um, And I think there are things you do differently as a product manager, even a a manager of product management at some of these larger companies versus joining a startup and helping build a new product team. Um, So it's been really interesting kind of experiencing not just the different titles, which I think you know, titles can vary a lot place to place, but really experiencing, you know, different types of product roles at various sizes of companies. Okay. Let's, uh, let's go over to Jamie. I'd love to hear how things are going for you three years in to product coffee. Um, wow. That's kind of wild to think about. Good on you guys for <laughs> carrying the torch forward to make it to a hundred episodes. Um, so when I was at Ibotta, that was my first product job. So I started as an associate PM there. And I think when I left, I was a product manager and now I'm a senior product manager at Guild. And I think probably the biggest thing that I've been working through over the past few years is being a remote product manager, having not a ton of years under my belt and really prior to that experience, not um, knowing if that was something I could do. Um, It was kind of forced upon me as it was forced upon everybody, but I had in the past been like, oh no, I could never take a remote PM job. And it turns out that's not true. (laughs) Um, It was kind of the way it had to go. So 
Yeah. I mean, something that I've worked through over the past few years is like what kind of tools and artifacts are needed to communicate broadly um, across, you know, all kinds of different stakeholders and groups, you know, people of different knowledge of how the product works or how the backend infrastructure works um, and kind of keeping everyone on the same page as much as possible. You know, a lot of the tools that I picked up at Ibotta are still available to me, but they've shifted in terms of priority. So less often for me are, you know, company-wide standups. We used to do those every Friday, but what is more um, useful to me tactically are really just regular, um, you know, standups and meetings with cross-functional product teams or, um, you know, creating a lot of documentation, which is totally fine because I don't mind documentation, but um, for someone who doesn't enjoy documentation, remote job might be an extra pressure in that way. So, um, so yeah, those have been my, my real big takeaways from the past few years. And then, um, kind of getting to a point where it's like, I can actually sort of step outside that and kind of take a peek around and see where I'm at and reflect on my career. Cause, um, I think I've just been kind of putting my head down <laughs> and, and trying to get experience. in. so I would say that's my, my learning. I will popcorn it over to Jake. Cool. Yeah. It's first so fun to see all of you. I can't remember last time we've all six of us been on, but at least for, for some of you, it's been a little, been a hot minute. So glad to see you're all doing well. Um, yeah. What's my three years been like? I think I'm the only one on the, on the pod at the moment who's still at Ibotta. Um, which is kind of wild. Um, over the last couple of years, I started as a PM, um, all bushy-eyed and baby-tailed or whatever the saying is. Um, yeah, I've been working through a number of different... What's that, Zach? So that, that's close to the saying. <laughs> all right, cool. Maybe I need to take that as some homework. Um, yeah, I think at this point, I'm now a senior director working on the Ibotta Performance Network. Um, so doing, doing some more leadership things, um, with Ibotta, I think for me, it's just been a journey of understanding how to have an impact the farther away you move from actually building products. And that's been kind of hard and would love to pick y'all's brains on how you've been able to, to be successful in that area. I'll popcorn it over to Patrick. Sounds good. <clears throat> so yeah, so three years has been kind of similar journey for the crew here. Uh, let's see, I was a PM as well, um, back in May of 2019 when we first did this, uh, and then shortly thereafter picked up a senior title and I left Ibotta, I guess, April of last year, um, and incidentally took kind of a slightly different route. So instead of jumping into the manager track, I actually decided to stay at a senior title to try and uh, pick up a little bit more experience. Um, I've had kind of a, a weird, you know, I know we've talked a little bit on this kind of like manager experience. I've been in the army for a decade. I was, you know, doing a lot of managerial tasks, uh, but not in the product space. And so I, instead of trying to jump into kind of, hey, I want to manage, I want to do more strategy. I was like, let me actually take a back seat. I want to focus just on a couple products and try and see them to kind of fruition as it were. Um, in particular, I felt like I'd kind of started a lot of projects, but never actually got to the end state of those products. Um, and so I was like, well, maybe this will be a chance to actually do that and kind of slow down things a little bit. 
Um, being remote, I was kind of feeling the same thing Jamie was feeling where trying to start a new job remote, I wasn't sure how well it was going to go. So I figured it might be better to not be managing a bunch of people right out of the gate too at a new company. Um, and so now I'm kind of in the same situation um, where building enterprise products. So Jamie and I work at the same company. Um, she's on the front end for kind of our, our users. I'm on the back end, um, specifically building almost like the employer side. So like internal uh, tooling, as well as an external uh, portal for, you know, the the admins at these Fortune 100 companies that are coming in to manage their benefits, et cetera. Um, so having gone from kind of a back end to a front end to a back end experience, I've been kind of all up and down the board, um, which has been kind of fun, but we'll see. Uh, we'll see if that keeps on going or if I stick in the same space, but I get uh, restless, it seems, every two years. So um, with that, I'll go ahead and pop into Bergen. Awesome. I, too, was a PM at Ibotta. I'm now a lead PM, which is a new title uh, for me, at least. I'm not familiar with the lead PM title or wasn't until I joined Onyx. Um, Onyx is a, well, we're a mapping app at the end of the day where we provide tools for folks in the backcountry. So we have a app geared to our hunter persona, our backcountry hiker um, and backpacker, and then our off-road community. So we build really cool maps for people that want to be outside of service and have still detailed kind of information around of what's going on around them on the map. Um, Onyx is based in Montana. So I'm also a remote employee and still in the Denver front range. Uh, similar experiences with the learning curve of especially joining a new organization during, during the pandemic and Kind of establishing those personal relationships with folks outside of just like you know getting on a call and getting to the details of of the of the reason we're meeting, um, trying to establish that kind of personal rapport. Um, my team, we work. I work on a map experience team, but we are a horizontal or kind of a platform team. What I've learned in the last, I've been there about eight months now. I joined in August of 2021. Uh, what product means in a matrix organization? So we have one platform serving three apps, which has been a really interesting um, learning curve in terms of how a platform should work across three different vertical applications. Our One of our apps is kind of the, the giant in the room. They have the biggest user base. Obviously, they have a ton of features they want the platform team to provide. But we also need to be thinking about how we can scale and grow our kind of smaller, newer products. So it's been a balancing act and trying to figure out how to be a PM in a matrix org has been a, a learning curve for me. Um, I think the emphasis uh, of what I've learned out of that experience is emphasis on communication. I think communication is important for every PM. However, like doubly important in a matrix org. There's a lot of people to keep up to speed. Um, we also have GMs, which is a new role for me as well. Uh, the GM of each vertical kind of is accountable to the PL for each of those apps. So it's been a really interesting learning curve. I'm back in the mapping space, which I was in a couple jobs before I bought a MapQuest originally. Um, and I think the biggest thing too is, is working with new roles. I work with a bunch of geospatial analysts. So I have a designer and a geospatial designer. So they really own what the map looks and feels like. So cartography is a new role I get to work with, which has been interesting. But so yeah, same kind of players in terms of client developers, backend developers, QA, but the new kind of working experience with the geospatial and kind of cartography uh, role has been interesting. And the last thing is a lot of our executive team is from Amazon. 
So we do a lot of Amazon style, like the organization is run similar. Um, I go to a lot of meetings where I spend a lot of time just on mute and no video reading. Um, so lots more emphasis on writing than there is on slides, which I am a very visual person. So I've, it's been a learning curve there as well. I still am one of the few people that bring slides to meetings, but people bear with me through that because I think it's helpful for some of the more visual folks out there. So yeah, that's that's been my last eight months. It's really interesting hearing some of the themes. Like I feel like communication styles and artifacts for communicating over remote, given pretty much everyone has been remote for a lot of the past couple of years, at least. Um, yeah. You think I, about kinda, the first time we did this, we were in a room together, uh, <laughs> huddled around one mic, which is crazy. But Yeah. It's, it's changed a lot. Um, and that kind of just makes me wonder, like I, we've, we've all sort of talked about this a little bit in our answers, but like, what's the most important thing you've learned for your career in the past three years, uh, like since you've, you've grown and been through all these things, these are always hard questions. Cause I feel like there's always a lot we learn. but I'd love to hear what everyone has to say. Um, I feel like it's probably only fair if I kick it off. Uh, so I'll go first. Um, I think there's a lot of things I've learned. Um, I'll, I feel like a lot of people are going to probably touch on communication, but one of the big things that I would say besides improving communication in a, in a very remote distributed environment is thinking about um, what are the specific types of things I want to do with my career and like where are the types of places I want to work. I think for a long time, I just had this idea of linear progression at within a certain organization and um, anything that didn't line up with that felt like I wasn't being successful. And so I feel like over the past few years, I really spent a lot of time thinking about what types of environments do I really want to work in? What is the size of the company I want to be at? What type of work do I want to be doing? And then not worry as much about other things. Um, ironically, like I, when I first left, I bought, I decided like, I'm going to stop worrying about title and specific progression. And I'm going to go join a team that seems cool and has some cool opportunities. And that's what I did. And that's what I have done with my sub subsequent job. I ended up getting a much better title, but it really was because I wasn't even like looking at that aspect of it and was just focusing on the strategy, the things I wanted to do with like, uh, building out a small team and directing a specific product line. And through some conversations with some executives and, and a founder, uh, that kind of worked out to being more of a leadership role. And I, I just found it kind of ironic that some of them, the maybe the prestige I was interested in, in my, when I was more junior in my career, uh, when I kind of got my, got away from that and focused more on like what I wanted my life to be with, with this career, uh, things went in a better direction. So I'd say that's probably the biggest thing I've learned. Um, well, I'd love to hear more about how you distilled it down to the things that matter, but I'll keep the ball moving forward. Um, so one thing that I learned was just that came to mind when this question came up is, is the way that the um, sort of my vertical of product management at Guild is run is, is in a way that I hadn't really considered before. And by that, I mean, the way that we are positioned is we're not really about um, the, the way that it's been messaged to us is that we're not really about execution as much like the product doesn't have to be um, responsible for execution. And I think that the reason why I flagged that is because I always believed that was kind of part and parcel of the whole life cycle. Like you are part of, you know discovery, you're part of design, you're part of creating the requirements, you're part of 
um, you know, working through the refinements and QA and all the testing that's involved in rollout, your release management is part of it. But at least at Guild, you know, when it comes to execution, that's something that's really been um, put in the position of our engineering managers. And, and the nice thing about that is that it really frees up space to focus on discovery of new tasks and new um, initiatives and new areas of opportunity. So I think that may be a very like micro example of something that I've learned. But the reason why I call this out is because what I've observed is that this kind of, um, you know, people focusing on the the roles that they carry and, and the um, responsibilities within that role helps create efficiencies, I think, across the entire um, product experience or, or really the development life cycle. So that would probably be my learning. Yeah. Um, biggest learning for me, I've been a bunch. I, I think at the end of the day, one thing that's been really interesting for me to learn over, over the last couple of years is there are problems that have been given to you to solve. And then there are problems that are actually the necessary problems to solve. And understanding the difference, I think, has been a, a big learning curve. But once I was able to kind of figure that out, um, it was really empowered or able to deliver outcomes that were even more valuable. At least I think so. Um, and so just having, I think it's kind of up to the product manager to have that visibility, to have that viewpoint on figuring out, okay, here's what everyone is saying we need to do, but here's what actually needs to happen. So how do I marry those two things together in the pursuit of delivering on outcomes that, that everybody's looking for? Um, it's a hard skill and it's a hard skill to, to develop and practice. Um, but one that I've, I've found has been pretty recurring over the last couple of years. Um, yeah. And really helped me, get to get to today i'll pass it over to kg we haven't heard from you in a while yeah sure um well you know we didn't touch on my path but um i you know i think i started uh, this podcast around the being a product manager senior product manager title can't recall exactly and then um for my bot i kind of played a lot of different head of product roles at smaller startups uh there's very scrappy uh group of people uh, trying to do some uh, crazy things. So um, I think I've been a part of three other companies since my time at Ibotta, all in that type of a role. Um, I'm most recently at a company called Chuzel that's in Denver um, as their SVP of product, but similar type of role. Um, they're probably the largest of the, the, the three that I've been a part of. Um, so, you know, I, I've learned a lot as well, <clears throat> stepping into that role, being an IC and then moving into management and more strategy and coaching. Um, I've always had an affinity for coaching. So that's been um, really rewarding for me personally. And then more of the being more strategic as well has been just amazing. I love that kind of stuff. So I love, um, you know, I, I think one of the hardest things that I've learned is that cross-departmental collaboration, especially when a lot of these organizations that I've been a part of hire me to do some sort of product led transformation and, and growth versus the, uh, uh, you know, a sales visionary led type of growth. And so they want to transition into that. And so you're kind of fighting a lot of different, um, organizations and bringing folks along for the ride, but it's, um, so I've learned a lot in 
attempting that multiple times in different ways. Some ways I've failed in some ways I, I feel like I'm making traction. So I think, you know, I start to figure out what resonates with people, how to best collaborate across departmentally, um, especially when you want to just do good product work. Um, and, and it's just this, it's a different empowered model that, that so many folks are not haven't experienced. We've been lucky to experience um, similar types of models in our careers, but um, a lot of folks out there have not experienced that. So it's kind of like a life-changing, like uh, 180 degrees working environment that they have to go through. So I've learned a lot in order to successfully transition that. Um, but but it's been it's been a hard road to say the least. A lot of failed startups too. So I've been a part of that. But uh, you know, I would say if there was maybe one, um, what's the most important thing? is that uh, you can't do it alone. You can't put it all on your shoulders. You can't, uh, um, you're just not going to be as successful as you can be. Um, if you, you know, if you can collaborate with others. And so I think I've learned that the hard way. Um, yeah, that, that, that's me. I'll popcorn it over to uh, Bergen. Um, this is a great question, and I was fortunate to be able to scribble down notes while people were talking at first. Um, it sounds trivial, but flexibility, I think this role is so dynamic. Um, being able to roll with the punches is, is really critical. Don't be afraid to ask the hard questions. Ask why, and then ask why like 10 more times. And then I would say to lean into your strengths. Um, I've noticed for me consistently that is communication and collaboration and those things, regardless of the problem space you're working on are needed in the role. So just don't be afraid to lean into those strengths, regardless of the organization you're in. And then finally, I think every organization is going to have its pain points. So for me, it was finding a problem space and an organization that fits your passion. Onyx was an app to... I. My husband and I have been hunting in Colorado for the last few years, and it was one of the few apps on my phone that I actually paid for and was a customer for. So for me, it was a really exciting opportunity to move to an organization whose product I was a power user of before I went to work there. So if you can, um, I'd encourage folks to find that find a place that that supports their passion because every place is going to have its you know challenges, and so if you can experience those challenges in a place you're super passionate about. That's a, it's a unique position to be in. So I'm, I'm fortunate for that. All right, Patrick, you're up. Cool. Um, I'll definitely second uh, kind of everyone's comments on know thyself. So I think having been fortunate and worked in three different companies with widely different kind of product organizations, um, you really get a sense of, okay, what kind of company is this? Is this actually the role I want? And it definitely changes how product is done. Um, you know, and the challenges that you're going to run into. But I think the, the biggest thing I would say uh, is that mentorship matters. I think for me, in particular, having navigated between those different roles, it required very different skill sets. And I had to lean on mentors in order to understand, really, what is this business model? Like, how can I make an, an impact? Um, you know, a, a good point at Ibotta was constantly like, how do we balance uh, essentially like a strong product-driven CEO? How do we essentially work inside of that organization? How do we make sure that we're having meaningful impact in a realm where we could do a bunch, kind of like Jake talked about? I think at Guild, a lot of it is, you know, it's a very uh, 
like homegrown kind of organization. It's a lot of teachers, a lot of people are trying to make a, a significant impact. And so oftentimes we're seeking consensus, uh, but not necessarily alignment. And so how do you know when to set something down and just go forward really quickly? Um, and it's taken mentorship in each of these to say like, okay, am I pushing too hard? Is this the right thing? How do I navigate this? Who should I talk with? You know, how do I move to that next level? And I think in each organization, that's been critical to my own success and frankly, to building decent products. Um, it doesn't always land perfectly, but um, they can oftentimes help kind of identify some of those red flags before you get in the weeds. Um, so if you can get a mentor, not just in your organization, but outside of it too. Thank you all for joining here again. Um, let's go over one piece of homework that we would give to our listeners that um, can help them successfully level up their career. Um, I'll go ahead and start. Uh, it sounds like, you know, one theme here is get really good at documentation. Just figure out, you know, um, I think product managers, that's a good skill to gain over time that can really accelerate your career is know how to uh, communicate the gist, get the meat out there, um, distill insights and not just talk about all the things that are in your head because there's a lot. <laughs> so how can you distill that and show uh, and share? I think that builds for better collaboration, but that's one piece of homework is let's get really good at that. I'd say um, make sure you have like self-awareness uh, and like really take the time to meditate on what it is you want out of your career. I think a lot of my issues came from not reflecting enough and frequently or deeply enough. Um, so write down like where you've been the past couple of years and if it matches up with where you want to be, where you want to be in the next couple of years and think about what are some of the things I need to do to uh, head in that direction? Like, am I setting myself up to go that way? Um, so that would be my advice. I was on the same brainwave, but maybe I will ask our listeners to do the same thing that we just did. What is the most important thing that you learned in the past three years? Um, if it has anything to do with being in a pandemic environment, or even if it doesn't, um, I think it's a helpful exercise to really reflect and then say, maybe I'm off track or maybe I'm exactly where I want to be. So I would give our listeners that homework as well. I would, it's similar to the, what you want out of your career, but really understanding and focusing on what your strengths are. If you've, if you've had a chance to move organizations, um, I'm sure you've, you've gone through the peer review and manager review process. Look for those trends of what your peers or your manager is, are giving you in terms of feedback and lean into those things because they will um, inevitably be important in whatever organization you're in. But they also, um, I think for a while I tried to fake it till I, I made it. But I, now that I'm just leaning into what I know I am good at as an individual, um, gives me a lot more confidence in the role. So figure out what those things are for you and, and own them. I love all the above. I think one thing I would add as a piece of homework is find your favorite coffee shop. And then find the people in your organization that you really respect and admire and buy them a cup of coffee. Um, building relationships with people and learning about others' skills and strengths, um, I think is, is really important. And just always seeing kind of trying to understand what, what resonates with you or what has attracted you to that person from their professional skill set and seeing what you can learn from people. Def Kevin have to do a last minute one, but um, I would just say reflect a little bit also, not just on, on everything we've talked about, but 
uh, potentially when we all went remote, what were the, the sloppy behaviors you were potentially getting away with? Um, and then did that actually matter? Or is that something that you've had to course correct? Um, I think documentation is probably a big one for a lot of us. I know myself tend to be back at the napkin a lot of times. Um, and so, you know, take a bit to reflect on that, try and figure out what you could do better. Or, you know, frankly, is it something that has worked to set down and you don't have to pick back up? Well, I, I would say uh, it sounds like we successfully have leveled up our careers um, in the last three years. So it's wonderful to connect with y'all and hear all the great work that you've done um, in the last three. Um, I hope to connect in the next three and see where where else we go from there. So uh, looks like we uh, finished up our coffee and successfully leveled up. So <laughs> go level up your career. This has been Product Coffee, produced and engineered by me, Kevin Gentry. Through our podcast partner, Anchor, you can now record a voice message and send us ideas or topics to cover, and who knows, we might end up playing it on the show. You can also become a supporter of Product Coffee by contributing a monthly donation to help us sustain future episodes. Please rate, review, and subscribe to Product Coffee on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.